Okay, who's in charge? Jamie? Ah, yeah. <laughs> I forgot. Go for it, Jamie. Okay. My back really itches all of a sudden. Okay, let's do it. Hello, and welcome to Table for Five with no reservations. Take a seat at the table for a fresh, sweet, salty, tart, and pleasantly bitter conversation. Hello, thank you for taking a seat at the table. Today we are talking about love. This series is called All the Love. And this is our first episode, which is Love Needs No Words. And we're going to be talking about how our kids show love in their own way. So tonight at the table, I have Kimberly McIsaac. Hello. Jen Dunn. Hello. Tabitha Cabrera. Hello. And Rachel Flanagan. Hey, everyone. Oh, and me, Jamie Ramos. I'm here too. Woo. So let's start with Kim. How does your daughter show love in her own way? So my daughter, who you all know is nonverbal, she actually can say, I love you now, but that's just been something that she's done in the past probably three years. So obviously all these years from, you know, three, four, five, when she couldn't say it, you don't need words to show love. You don't, you know, it's nice to hear, but your kids can show you in many, many different ways. Like the way they look at you, the way they will crawl up in your lap the way they'll come to you over anybody else I mean when you have a child who's nonverbal or even a child that just has a hard time accessing themselves it's not just nonverbal I mean there's some husbands that don't like to always use their (laughs) words as well Uh, you just you get that when you have a child who especially a child who's nonverbal you the connection that you have with that child is unlike anything else you have to be so like aware of everything their moods mm-hmm. their wants their needs everything it's just such a different type of relationship and it's a different type of awareness that you need I don't think you necessarily realize it as a parent it's just something that you do I can sense when her mood shifts like without anything Mm -hmm. happening without a a word being said you just get to know them on such a different level which in a way is it hard if your child doesn't have words it doesn't speak I'm not gonna lie it's heartbreaking It, it truly is but there's something very special about that relationship that forms when you don't have words because it's just very different there's I don't I have four children I have many nieces and nephews that I have very close relationships with and there's nothing like that relationship I have with her that It doesn't need those extra things. You know, it's just, it's really, you get really down to the bare bones of it. Pure love, not bare bones. It's just like the deepest, unadulterated, pure. What I mean by that is like, it's, there's not, there's not the other stuff because someone can say, I love you. It doesn't necessarily really mean that they do. You know what I mean? Like, so, you know, some people say it out of a habit or, you know, so it's, it's not, that's not, love isn't the words. Love is like the emotion behind it um and I think when you have this type of relationship with a child you have to be so hyper aware of everything and that's how you that's how you learn that's how you learn to know when something's wrong when they're upset when they're happy you know you pick up on all these cues that you don't necessarily pick up on with I don't necessarily have that with my typical children as much I mean I do to a point obviously if somebody's you know mood is off I will pick that up but with her that bond is just cemented so deep because it's like I have to be so aware in order to help her navigate through this life so I never had a doubt with the love my daughter had for me I mean it's very apparent in the way she looks at us you know the way she just relates to us you don't need the words obviously it's nice it was glorious when the day she finally like unprompted said it on her own it was like a shock I mean she was 
23 years old when she did it you know and even now every time she says that it's you know now she'll even say like I love you more and I love Mm -hmm. you to the back you know so that stuff is all it's obviously nice and the times that she says it it's still very rare she does not like she says it all the time but she only says it I believe when she truly feels that like that deep emotion you know when she just you know when when she has that overwhelming feeling of love is when she says it I don't know there's just something that's very special about that yeah so sweet what about you tabs so um I agree with Kim I think sometimes words clog up the feelings you know it it creates an ease to when you have a child who can't speak you're listening to their vibrations their mood their energy there is a deep connection and it's it's almost like and I don't think my kids are like babies but it's like when you're in tune with your baby who needs to eat or your baby who needs more sleep or has a wet diaper like you're more in tune to it because you're watching for signs and I think when our kids don't speak we have to be aware of everything that's happening with them and my kids I mean are both cuddle bugs they love to be physically close I mean that's a perception of people who are autistic that they don't like to be around people or snuggle or um, show physical affection. Both of my kids do. And like my daughter, when I read her a book at night to go to bed, she'll climb up in the slider chair with me. And the second I open the book, she turns her face and gives me a kiss, you know, or when I buckle her in her car seat, when she was younger, she would lean in and have me give her a hug you know, it's like not necessary to have the words to know that your kids love you. Mm -hmm. And my son, um, Nixon always was a snuggle. He loves to put his hands on your face and yeah, face to face with your hands. And that's something that's like, so tender and brings you into that moment that unlike, you know, just saying, I love you does you know so it's it's something pretty magic I think and we get the opportunity to be in those vibrations a lot longer when our kids don't have verbal language which I think is a a gift in that way you know you you are in tune and you're aware and you're right next to them and you're feeling things and they're guiding you in their energy which is something that we get get me choked up and I think and not to offend anyone I want to be very clear but I think that it's a very different bond with our children than I think a typical parent with a typical child, because I think that like you literally have to know what your kid wants. Mm-hmm. You learn their cues, you learn the pulls and the tugs and you know, that kind of stuff. It's just, I think it's very different. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I could be wrong. Yeah, I know. I, I agree. It's just, there's just something like, so like Rachel, I think said so pure about it because you really just have to know, you know, you have to really listen you have to really look you have to really be in tune with your child like that's you know you really have to be in tune with them to really pick up on on those things and it's like Tabitha said Alyssa is very lovable but she's extremely selective at who she'll show it to Mm -hmm. or who she'll allow to like hug her or who she'll like actually hug back you know if you get invited into that circle like 
I mean, you're lucky because not a lot of people make it in there. So it's, it's very special. You know, it's not like a little kid who will go up and hug everybody. She's not going to do that, but you almost have to earn, you have to earn have that. To earn that with her. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I, one of our kids, one of us were saying about our kids with somebody else or whatever. And I was like, I don't know. I think our kids are pretty intuitive. Like I think that oh, they yeah. Very, yeah, read people better than we read, than the average person would read them. I think yep. they get a feeling from people like I'll watch her and I'll be like, huh, you know, well, this they pick up on, I feel like they pick up on so many other things that we wouldn't necessarily pick up on. Because yeah. 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 Especially when you have a child who's nonverbal, I think, you know, their other senses are heightened because of that. What about Kaya Jen? How does she show love? She, I will say when she was younger, she wasn't a cuddly baby. She didn't, you know, overly love to be touched. She wasn't a cuddler. I also have um, explained I had severe OCD. I wouldn't touch her face. I probably didn't kiss Kaya. I couldn't actually tell you the first time I actually gave her a kiss. I was, it was part of my stuff, but then it was really just taking my hand to her and, you know, kind of pulling me next to her, that kind of stuff, because Kaya was nonverbal until she was five. So there was a lot of, you know, pulling me to where she needed me to be, that yeah. kind of stuff, you <laughs> yes. know, and, and, but now she'll say, uh, like she just said, mama, hold hands. Really, she doesn't want to eat her cauliflower. So she's trying to distract me. <laughs> but she'll, you know, she'll, she will, when she wants me to be with her, she will ask me to lay with her just to hold her hand. She's very affectionate. Tabitha, you are right. It, I think it's one of the biggest misconceptions of our kids. Mm-hmm. And I think that my kid is, my kid is far more affectionate than my nephew. Mind you, he's a boy, but even from my friend's daughters that are that age. Now, Kaya's turning 12 very soon. However, I don't think she's in the mindset of a typical 12-year-old, you mm-hmm. know, not, not in all aspects anyway. The preteen thing, we have that nailed, but well, yeah, and, everything and, else. <laughs> and typical kids tend to like kind of get away from that, you know, at a certain, yes. you know, slowly yeah. at a certain yeah. age. Um, yeah, so that's what, that's another, I feel like, blessing that we get is we get the snuggles and the loves for a lot longer yeah so with jesse like you guys kind of said it's like the baseline of love and it's like it sounds really weird because in some ways i had to search for it because a lot mm. like kaya he was not affectionate i always joke like i made that kid cuddly because he's really cuddly now and he's always been like he liked to be swaddled and like tightly held which is still to this day which i think a lot of our kids for sensory reasons really like that like he wants hugs because he needs that sensory input mm-hmm. not we had to grow that into an expression of love with him, like put those things together. So he'll ask us for hugs sometimes just out of sensory. He'll run up and just hug us sometimes in that way you guys talked about where it's just like a burst of love. Like mm-hmm. I think as a parent, we know what that feeling is. Like, you know, those moments where you just look at your kid and you're like, holy, I just love that person so much. <laughs> yeah. like, it's not all the time. When they're sleeping, especially. It's like, <laughs> yes. 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 Wow, that's a pretty amazing, that kid right there. Yeah, so yeah, you, just, like, you just forgive everything that happened in the last. <laughs> when their eyes, when they're sleeping. When they're like, not moving. Peaceful <laughs> angels in their beds. <laughs> but I think that's the same thing he feels like whoever said that. Like, I think it's that same thing where it's just like all of a sudden like, 
holy crap, I love this lady or I love this person. And so now he's a lot more cuddly and he does, he does the same thing with me where he grabs my face and he'll like look in my eyes, which is like a huge, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, like I know that means something when he's like studying me. Yeah. But like you wouldn't think of that as like a love thing, but for Jesse, that is. And I think of how he gets excited to see certain people like my sister, whenever she comes up, she comes over every day because I watch her son after school. So she comes and picks him up and he runs and gives her a hug. He does with my parents, with my husband's mom. Like he's just so excited to see those people. And it's like, he can't contain himself, but that's it. He's going to give you a hug and then he's going to run off and do what he's doing. Or he's going to want input from that person. He's going to want that person to throw him around. He's going to want that person to tickle him. It's all like either all or nothing with him. It's very intense um, or nothing at all. That's just how he is, but it's just so raw in that way. And I think in other ways too, I just know like with my daughter, I mean, my son now says, I love you to us, but at my daughter's age at three, it was more of, you know, him wanting to sit next to me I remember like the first time ever I was sitting outside the swing and I we have like a bench swing in our backyard and he just came and sat with me and like leaned on me and we just swing oh like that was such a big deal because he never held still like he never just mm-hmm. sat. like we didn't ever like just hang out and watch a show like if we, the tv was on he was either wanting to be by himself or he was running around watching just like him to like come into my world. Like when I do spend so much time trying to be in his world, because I want that connection with him. But with those little moments where he does those things, which are rare, like those are the moments that I know, like that he really loves because he's trying to do something for me. And as he's getting older, like I can say things to him where I'm just like, can you just try to do this? Like, even though I know it's really hard for him to do something like, can you just try to do this for your sister or for me for like two minutes? And when he like makes it through that two minutes, I'm like, they, cause I know he gave it his all to do whatever that was, whether it's like sitting in church for five more minutes or waiting in the bathroom so I can pee and not opening the door for everyone to see it. <laughs> yeah. it's all I know it takes a lot for him to be doing those things. And so I feel, yeah, I think that's how he shows love. What about you, Rachel? Dealey is a lover she is was born that way she needs the swaddle she is the deep pressure kind of kid and I am rather well endowed it would be a perfect place to grow up snuggling and (laughs) so I think it's just naturally we've always had like as an adoptive mom I used to be concerned prior to knowing Seely's blown open heart about bonding. And Mm -hmm. so to have a babe that just would like melt into me, I just posted a reel on Instagram because I'm on Instagram now (laughs) (laughs) Uh, where I'm holding her during. I love that video. So it's like called lullaby by the chicks. Yeah. that's But you can see her melt and there's this like little part of her hand right on my side because she puts her arm in. Anyway, now I've spent this whole episode sobbing because what's happening in my life today is that Celie's having this wild fit of aggression and, you know, even in her biggest, hugest emotions, she gives those all to us, which allows me to know, like, it just reinforces that she's, we're not only her love, but her comfort. And 
there is no more loving and more genuine space than to be someone's comfort when they're struggling so deeply. Um, There's this moment in our struggle as a family where she just melts into her dad or she stops kicking the resistance and her leg goes and she falls into you. And I feel like all my family has left is this genuine, pure love because we're done fighting. Like, I, I don't know where else to put effort. I have no energy left by the end of this. Like for seven years, I just feel exhausted. But what we do have is this love and it will carry us. It will continue to carry us because what passionate love is like fuel to the plant for yeah. us. Yeah. Right. <laughs> anyway, it's, it's really something, you know, I have those moments of the eye contact where, you know, she actually sees who you are. You're not just the gal that gets your water wrong or the girl that gets her cheese, right. Or whatever the, F the request to need is, but that she sees me. And the other thing that I want to say, like that, that allowed me to know she adored me and my role when she was starting to get her words back after a major language regression. Like I always talked to Celie, whether she was talking back or not. And so I would title things, I would talk, I'd blah, blah. And I asked her uh, what she wanted to be when she grew up. And one of the first, it's like one of the first questions she answered back to him when she said, mom. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> like, because that to her is the president and the astronaut and the ballerina. Yeah. Like, that's what she wanted. It's the highest place. I'm like, oh, my God. She knows me and she loves me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love that so much. It's like, I mean anyone listening who has a child on the spectrum or a special needs child or a child that can communicate love with them. And there are hard moments where I think that he just sees me like Rach was saying is just the getter, like get my cheese, get this, do this, or moments where he's so angry and frustrated that I don't even think he sees me as a human. No. And so obstacle. Yeah. When you when you have a teenager, you'll have that same feeling. <laughs> Jamie and I are entering and just at the door of seven. Yes. We are right there. We're halfway to 14. Holy mackerel. Well, I'm sitting it's at almost 12. It's, and let me tell you, it's a whole new world. <laughs> okay. Jesus. It is a whole new world. <laughs> but I think like in those moments when we do get the love, whatever that is, and it's not what you think it's going to be because our lives are different. It's so rewarding mm-hmm. and it makes it all worth it, even though it's really hard. And sometimes those moments are far and in between and you're just, you're just doing it because you love them. We're not doing it to get anything back. It's our jobs. We're parents, but we those words, but it's so beautiful when that those happens. moments, those. Yeah. Yeah. It's everything. Well, well, I was going to say, so like when Alyssa was young, she was affectionate, you know, like when she was like holdable, like two, three, four, five, when you, you know, when she'd be sitting on your lap where you'd, you know, you'd hold her, she'd like lay her, you know, lay her head on your shoulder as she got bigger and you, you know, you're not physically carrying them and physically doing those things as much. She kind of got away from that, but she would let us, like, she would let me hug her or she would come over and she would kind of like. If I'd say, oh, give me a hug, she'd lean her head on my shoulder. And then we just, had to, we just had to take that. I mean, don't get me wrong. Okay. People might not agree with this, but we, you were going to get hugs and kisses from mom and dad. 
yep. whether you want them or not. <laughs> it's happening. So just go with it. Um, and for a long time, that's what it is. It was us hugging her and us kissing her. And like, she'd laugh and stuff. We'd go, you know, and she'd laugh and, and kind of try to get away. And we'd be like, you're not going anywhere. And then as she got older, it was kind of like, like I said, she's very selective, very selective on who she would let hug. I feel like we've all seen Lulu's love grow in this last year of like. Um, So it really started at 22 that she came back around and I was sitting in the kitchen chair and she came from behind me and wrapped her arms around me and like, like gave me an actual hug. And she did it out of nowhere. And it was like. I mean, my eyes filled up with tears. Like, I didn't even know what to do because I was, like, so shocked. <laughs> and I think it was that moment of, like, she just felt, this is when also I started working with her a lot. So we were just, like, spending a lot a lot more time together. And she was just, like, growing and becoming more aware. And, yeah. you know, all this stuff was happening with her. And at the same time, she started giving hugs where she would actually squeeze you back because we'd always go squeeze us. And she'd, like, do it for, like, a millisecond. Like, she never really would hug us back it would be us hugging her and then she started to hug back so that was like you know and now I get she is full today I don't care like it'll never get old when you don't have that for so many years and then you get it it's like I can't even describe what that feels like it just feels so nice to have of course I knew that she loved me like I never had a doubt that she loved me like you don't need words and you don't need hugs back to know that but to get it after not having it for so long is just such my heart feeling. It's mostly just me. Every once in a while, like she'll do it to my husband too. Now she's starting to do it a little more with her sisters. She, uh, my sister lives with us now. She's doing it with her where she'll like go and, you know, give it, it, it is like the best. It's just the best feeling. And then she comes out with a year later with the I love you. And I'm just like, <laughs> what is happening? Um, Like on her own completely, like just now. I have to tell you guys the story. Well, you guys know the story, but I'll listen to this. So this was during the shutdown that my husband did our kitchen cabinets over and we went to a hotel. So we hadn't been to a restaurant or anywhere because it was, we didn't take her out during the, during the shutdown. Like she stayed in the house completely. We went to this hotel and the hotel had a restaurant in it. And it was like when it very first started, like restaurants started opening, um, but was very limited. We got to go to the restaurant because it was inside the hotel. And I think she was so happy, A, to be out of the goddamn house and B, to be at a restaurant. And that's probably where the love actually came from. (laughs) It's a love of restaurants, hotels, and food. But you know what? I'm still taking the credit. I'm still taking the, I love you, you know? It was just, you know, it was such a shock. Okay, Kimmy, you deserve it. You deserve it. Yeah, it's okay. But she said, I love you at the table, right? I don't know. She did. So like, I kind of was like, um, I was like, oh, I love you. And then I I kissed her cheek and I was like, like, you know, gave her like 10 kisses and she was like laughing or whatever. And then all of a sudden she just said, I love you. And it was, you know, she has the apraxia. It wasn't a hundred percent clear, but clear enough that I was like, wait, did she just say I love you? And I look at her and I was like, did you, I was like, you love me. And then I tell my, my daughter, I'm like, get out the phone quick. Let's see if she'll do it again. So we did it again. And like, she, at first she hesitated, but then she said it again. And I was just like, it was, it was super, super We'll have to put um, that video up because it's, oh, it gets me every time. I know. I every, love that. I, I really knew Kimmy that well. And I was like, 
oh my gosh this is I know it was just it was just so amazing and and like I said I don't need the words to know that she loves me but it, to hear it after not having it for 23 years although we did teach her like the Bonnie I love you because we I mean I, we that that video too. I was gonna get some version of I love you <laughs> one way or another it just made me really? laugh back though like the her letting people hook her that's Jesse I have to explain all the time like I'll be like oh do you want to give grandma hug I always give him the option and he'll walk up and he'll just kind of lean in and I'm like oh he's allowing you to hug him like exactly yeah. it backs into people yeah she backs into people she will not hug you doesn't matter who you are rarely will she, rarely will she hug you including me like straight on she turns around and backs into you that's just how she's comfortable I never really realized anything about it until well this thing comes autism <laughs> hey hey <laughs> yeah just you know last on the hookup is yeah. still a big deal because yeah, that wasn't how it was before yeah and he's not going to do that if he doesn't fail you love you <laughs> yeah my kid doesn't love to be overly touched it's really got to be on her terms yeah tickle me when yep. she wants yeah yeah tickle me i'm like exactly. go see your nana she started this go see your nana <laughs> well i think about this love needs no words with my kids because I kind of have a unique scenario where both of, I have two autistic children, my son who is, was nonverbal until he was about four-ish, um, started to develop more language. And my daughter is currently nonverbal and their relationship is very interesting to watch because you can see he understands nonverbal in a way that other kids don't understand because he was there before. He was comprehending language and, and being... this is the way she came and yeah. it's the way that he understands her yeah yes and so like even in the a bath a, a couple months ago he was like tickling her and he was like tickle 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 and she was giggling up a storm and tickle 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 and just laughing away and you like with them they don't they maneuver around each other and so their engagement when it's together is like elevated just like our relationship with them is elevated you know or like when she's running down the street he'll stop her and be like Nora no <laughs> you know like their love to each other like last night she climbed up on the couch to hide between her Nixon and Marty because she didn't want to go to bed and she was sitting right next to him and he was okay with it you know, <laughs> it's like very vibration driven, which is like just beautiful and fascinating to watch their love for each other is um, elevated in a, in a different way. I'm sure neurotypical children and autistic children, if you have one of each, it's that way too. I think with Nixon and Nora, it's that he understands her language in a different way that maybe a, a neurotypical sibling wouldn't understand that, you know? Yeah. It's funny because like with Alyssa, with my son, who's older than her, they related like in a more physical, like tickling and chasing and like mm -hmm. laughing. And that's how she related to him. And she would like seek him out though. You know, she would see him somewhere. And if he was on the bed, she'd climb up on the bed. And, and that was the way they related. That was the way she showed her love. And then when my daughter Kara was born, I mean, it took a while. She kind of hated her for a while, but when she like... <laughs> When she finally decided to let her in, what she used to do, it's kind of funny, is like she would pat her on the head like a puppy, you know, like so she'd funny. go over to her and she'd pat her head, you know, but it was like, that was just how she, how I, she, like, that's as close to a hug as you're getting, girl. Yeah. And she still does it now when Kara's 19 and she'll go over and go, 
oh <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I don't know she didn't really show love to people outside of our family unit my parents a little bit and that was it she didn't not love anybody she wanted people away from her kids she didn't care for like but when my daughter came it took a while but that was the first person like my son was always there he was there when she he was, was first he was yeah, always yeah. it wasn't like it wasn't like somebody new coming in to like you know so um but then eventually she did let her in and then you know and then she, she was her favorite person in the world so like well, when Nixon met Nora at the hospital, oh my God, I have, we have this video of him like walking, she was in her car seat and he walked up to her and he put his hands on her face like he does to us. Like the very first time he met her, oh, just thinking about it, brings, he was nonverbal at the time and just ugh, melts your heart. He, he was also not a fan of her staying for extended periods of time when she first came into his life but hello mom used to just give her a look like she'd look at her like I'm gonna allow you to stay in this house and that's about all you're getting from me like that she would just kind of look like "Mm," and then go along her along her way kind of just but that was okay like the baby was being kept safe I, I wasn't pushing it she would sometimes come over and peek in and then go she you know sat in her chairs try to climb in her like all her stuff was explored by Alyssa like top to bottom but her the baby itself she was kind of like you just stay where you are and <laughs> and we'll be just fine to say with Jesse it was like the opposite at the hospital he tried to headbutt Amelie immediately oh. but then he was sweet and the funny thing was he had been around several welcome to the family kid yeah <laughs> cousins and stuff and he's always been pretty affectionate with babies like in the way he thinks he's supposed to be so he's like oh like but and he kind of did that with her at first and then went in and I was like oh uh, <laughs> she survived knowing a headbutt <laughs> but ever since then like he's always like tolerated her and I was really worried that like and we've had a couple times where like she's was crying too much and he'd get very irked by that but for the most part he just kind of left her alone and he would kind of lay and hang out with her sometimes it was really sweet but even to this day like she'll be singing in the car he's like stop singing <laughs> the moment he doesn't do that I know he's showing love by tolerating <laughs> yeah Alyssa could always tell you their cries like if it was like a real cry she'll come out her room and see what's going on but if it's like their whiny like she knew the difference even from like such a young age you know if, but if she thought it was like a distressed cry she would come out to see what was going on kind of check out the situation they know so much more than you realize mm-hmm. i think even cousins my nephew is like i don't like baby Kaya. that's how we would say her name baby he got used to her it's fine he got used to her kimmy it's fine. well it's funny when lexi came she was like okay we've been through this two years ago like this is fine another one yeah she was fine with her she would like give her her binky um she used to like to throw away her diapers like after I changed her so she like did all those little like all those little things she never really had an issue with Lexi the way she did with Kara um but I feel like a lot of times the first is the one where like you break the mold and then the second is like oh I've done this before I've seen this yeah exactly she she knew something and then she can accept Yeah, because like Alyssa let Kira live with us, but like she didn't anticipate it on her learning to walk and invade her space. She so let her when... live with you. <laughs> yeah, she she allowed it. Trust me. And then when she started walking, and you know when they're in that stage of like a year old, they think they own everything. I mean, Alyssa also thought she owned everything. So 
it was a definite battle for a while with Emma. Oh, I was going to say that too. I feel like part of Celie's love is rigid. And mm. part of, part of the thing that I, you know, love so much about the five of us is that we bring so many points of view. And I feel like we represent so many moms, so many parts of our kids are parts of the kids whose parents are listening, right? Whatever that is trying to say, but I <laughs> yeah. feel like Celie's love is as rigid as anything else with her. Like it's, it's, she has certain expectations. She has like her need for a hug is bigger than your need for no hug. Always like she yeah. it's about what she's got to have. And one of the things that she does is like, she'll put her biscuits in the car. Finally, after the big elopement every day after school and then the cat. And once the buckle snaps, she goes, okay. And she like motions with her hand, like get on in here, lady Jane to the, teacher like her therapist she's like we made it and then they hug and some of these therapists are well all but but some have a preference for no no hugs and all are there to teach her boundaries and like ah and so I'm like okay listen we got the cakes in the car we're not going to diffuse this bomb again so if you could meet her in the middle we need a hand hug at the at the minimum can we hand hug like because her expectation of love delivered and exchanged is in a certain way. Oh, well, yeah. Like, they check the box, right? We're in the car. We do the hug. We close the door. We move on with our day, right? But it's also <laughs> like this closing ritual. Like our household runs like, okay, I love you. Yeah. I've got this weird thing where, you know, if I didn't say I love you to Billy Flanagan on his way to work, he has this horrible wreck and doesn't know me after or something more terrible. I damn sure wanted to say I love you before he left. Yeah. And so we do that. We like culturally as a family, and I'm talking bigger than the trifecta, you know, we we love. That's how we are too. I, I also just wanted to say this awful thing happened to me. That was like the most beautiful, glorious love exchange. I once was at Celie's therapy appointment. This is like, within the first three months of starting her first speech and OT therapies. And I'm sitting in this place, which is like, they diagnose autism and other neuro differences. They also do therapies. They do ABA. They're all of these different levels, right? Of therapeutic and diagnostic stuff. Anyhow, I'm in the waiting room and this little girl just finished therapy. So her therapist walks out with her. The therapist is trying to engage with the mom. Because this is like autism center. Your kid can run amok in right here. Your kid could be butt naked. My kid could show up like Elsa. It's all the love. No judgment. This kid finishes therapy. The therapist goes to the mom. The, the kid runs to me and goes, I love you. The biggest I love you I had gotten all day. And if you've known Celie Flanagan, you know that's saying something, okay? <laughs> I go, I love you. Back to this kid. <laughs> because I don't know what we're doing. Nope, this is not the glorious moment of just little tiny love exchange. This is the kid's first goddamn words. And the <gasps> mom comes around the therapist like, what? The therapist turns around like what and I'm like this what (laughs) the kid's now on my lap one arm around me and I'm like 
like we just, it's fine. I got it. You guys just keep talking. The mom goes, was that I love you? And I go, yeah. She goes, first three words. I burst into tears. The mom freaking falls to the floor. The therapist is like, good job. Love is, I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) The worst three words of the day. Like, please kid, don't proclaim your love to me. Go find your freaking mother. That's amazing. 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 I mean, I'm, I love you. We're like snuggle Brits before I even understand what's happening. Love is just this pure thing, you know? That just reminded me of like when my son was at an autism center, how um, Tabitha was talking before, like a misconception that like our kids don't want to interact with people or they don't want to be affectionate. Like all the time I'd go pick up my son and other kids would come out and they're trying to like touch me and their therapist is like, Oh, I'm like, it's okay. They can, I don't care. Like, and, and talk to me, but they wanted that interaction with people. And yes, it's like not how the typical norm thinks that you should do it or all those things, but they want that interaction. I think a lot of times that doesn't happen because we stifle them and we tell them. Unless they come so big, they can't be stifled. (laughs) Breaking in it. Of Jesse too, it's like, I was really worried when COVID happened because he always wants to like lean on his para or he's always leaning on people or just kind of touching whoever his person is in that moment. Yeah. I was so afraid. I'm like, they're going to like freak out because my kid, wants that yeah and you know what my ea said to that james i'm not supposed to do that but i don't care because that gives your kid comfort yeah so i'm gonna give her that comfort oh my gosh when Nixon... we haven't run into a problem with it either but i'm just like i, just... I would take somebody out with a bulldozer if they said no <laughs> yeah. well my son wouldn't We're understand done. like he yeah. feels so rejected yeah. and we do we have worked on that in therapy and stuff because there are certain people that he shouldn't be hugging or there are safety reasons yes Um, but so we do work on that in a way but it's also like if you're a trusted person who we trust yes you're okay with that happening and you're okay with that happening like don't just all of a sudden push away my kid even if there is a pandemic like I understand like but we have to work up to that if that's something our kids don't understand like feelings get really hurt yeah Yeah. she gets really hurt when Nixon was like I think I was taking him to his three-year well well check and Nick's Ooh, that mom one was a real doozy. <laughs> yeah. well yes. <laughs> and Nick's mom had just been here visiting, you know, and my husband is Hispanic and Native American and has darker skin. And um, we were in the lobby of the pediatrician's office, and it was me and Nixon and this older Hispanic lady that we did not know. And <laughs> right after grandma had visited, Nixon climbed right up into that lady's lap. <laughs> <laughs> not a word he didn't have words and I just like rolled with it and I was like oh hey and I didn't like know how to stop it and she was like totally open with this was pre-pandemic and so she was like snuggling him in like yes. grandma would and it was like I don't know what to do in this situation but we're here <laughs> I gotta know. we're giving the hugs you totally look like his grandma like Totally brought back a memory. We went to my husband's work one time. Like Jesse had to be two-ish and they do like a trick-or-treat at his workout every Halloween. And one of my husband's coworkers, who's like this young guy really doesn't really look, I'm might look like maybe one of my brothers or something, but he's like this skinny kind of white dude. Jesse just like, like kind of crawled up into his lap and was like, 
hanging out with him. And I was like, oh my I God, I'm so, like, I was like, I'm sorry. I'm like, I, he's like, it's fine. I have like nephews. But that's also scares me because I'm yes. like, my yes. husband knew that guy and stuff. And I'm like, he, he doesn't know this person yes. at all. And I will say, okay, sorry. Everything keeps reminding me of things. The first time, this is going to sound really weird, but my son was like around that same age, a little, probably two and a half, two and a two and a half. And he was never really like, affectionate with me still at this point like he would do the squeeze hugs and things like that and every once in a while I'll grab my face but we were at the zoo and they, we have like this gorilla statue at our zoo and he climbed into the lap of the gorilla statue yeah. and started like holding his face Jeez, and like hugging the gorilla statue and it was like and I even this was before I knew that my son was autistic or anything and I took pictures I'm like apparently you have to be a gorilla statue to get <laughs> from my child. But I, I always wonder about that. I'm like, I wonder if it's because like, he knew it couldn't touch him back. He oh, was maybe. curious, like, yeah, but still says him like that. It was cold affection. Like there's- yeah, it's true. Like texture, but he was so affectionate with it, like grabbing its face and looking at it. I don't know. Anyway, never mind. Oh my God. I hope he grows up to be Jane Goodall. <sighs> He did just make me ride the Kong ride at freaking Universal Studios. Oh, my son would love that. King Kong City over here. Godzilla, King Kong. I noticed with Alyssa, although she wasn't super affectionate with other people, like if you were to, she always liked a lot of physical stuff. So like throwing her in the air, bouncing her, like she would make you physically bounce her. Like you were a human trampoline. And people who did that, like my brother used to do that. My father used to do that. People who would do that for her, she then would like, then it would be someone who she might crawl up on and sit on their lap. Like, because it's like, you're giving her that. That's just how she's like relating, if that makes sense. So it's, um, you know, it's just, it's interesting. Well, we, we do have to like tread that line, you know, because you do, you get concerned about safety, right? You don't, you don't want your kids like just snuggling up to some stranger in the pediatrician's office, even though she was really nice. And that's why I feel like I tried to make Jesse really affectionate. Like, I mean, not forcible, but like Kim said, like we're huggers and kissers and say, I love you no matter. And so I'm like, did I go too far? Because (laughs) I think COVID kind of helped for that. It gave us like dialogue and there was, it was so like everywhere you turned, we had to be talking about it. And it, I mean, listen, I can barely still say virus in this home, but at that point we were, and it, it, we talked about there being like a bicycle's distance for safety between you and a person. And like, we, we sort of put the kibosh and then we stopped seeing people. And so naturally, like, it's something that we've been more selective about in bringing back to her life because you didn't hug. We didn't see anybody. We closed the damn door. Like everything changed. And then my mom died really early into COVID. And so we had a really tight first ring of people that we were bubbling with sort of because we needed to be together. And that allowed for her to see the people you can hug without even asking like, you can just go hug Auntie Amy. You can just, yeah. but I mean, seriously, you guys, we have, I, I said this about Alyssa, we have known each other for a like a big, a wide year. And being able to see the development in our kids, not only with you all as the mom and daughter or mom and son, or like whomever, but you know that I love a love moment. And if your kids wrap their arms around you, I like stop life to watch and celebrate it. The way that the love has 
grown, not only with you guys, but like with us as the aunties has made our life more rich. And I just appreciate you guys being this online auntie community for her Mm. and allowing us to be in your kids' hearts because, oh my God, I love your babies. Well, I don't know, but I got to play Santa this year. So that was pretty spectacular. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh Yeah. Improv. I'm your girl. Just so you know. (laughs) Do a hell of a call Jen Dunn, you know, in the panic. Roseanne Barr did tell her that she was mighty hilarious. She said F and talented, actually, was what that woman said. But that was Roseanne Barr. So we're going to just curb her language a little. Yeah. (laughs) So to wrap it all up, that's how our kids show love. And it's different, but it's beautiful. And it's Mm -hmm. pretty freaking rewarding and worth waiting for. Never. I think it is the most rewarding. It is the most rewarding thing when Kaya says, Mama, lay with me. Mm -hmm. Oh. You know, I, it doesn't matter how many times she says it, it gets me every now mama single. tickle me or mama tickle you. Yeah. That one. All the things. It's yeah. So genuine. It's not yeah. worth it. You just know how genuine it is and how much they need us and rely on us and never discount a person on the spectrum or someone who can't say, I love you or show it in the ways that we think they should. They, they need love and they deserve love and they love people back. Yeah. Anyway. We'll see you guys next time. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for joining us at the table for episode one, Love Needs No Words, of our ninth series, All the Love. If you are enjoying our podcast and where your listening allows, we would appreciate if you could rate and review us. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. You can also email us at tableforfivepodcast at gmail.com. We have new episodes every Monday. Make sure to join us next week and we'll see you at the table. Bye.